So things are reconfigured in here, and I'm not exactly yeah. sure why. I assume that there there's acoustic reasoning behind uh, this, and maybe oh, certainly. maybe the your you know the stability of your home life. Like I don't know. Yeah, certainly. But, okay. Have you been like in here with like a decibel mic and like monitoring using mathematics yes. to monitor acoustics? It also kind of looks like Cheap Trick is moving in here. Maybe. Yes. What yeah. is the actual like, purpose of this thing? It, it, or the people should we, from Vans? Like should the we ex- world's largest checkered <laughs> flag? Okay. Yeah, it's a very large yeah. checkered flag. This, that, is, this is our finish line, guys. Oh. Mark says we're almost done. I thought it, I thought <laughs> it was... Started, um, I felt like. <laughs> it, it was uh, a, this was just a, a, a major clean-out last week. So. The, the Janet barrier? Um, it's. I thought it would. I thought it'd be kind of nice. Kind of. No, actually, it's. It, it is kind of nice. It, no, it so, separates us from the laundry room. So that I was going to say. So that way, if she comes in and decides to do laundry, we won't pick up any of the audio. <laughs> well, I don't know about audio. I, Mom, get out of here! What I really thought would be interesting would be just to see how Ryan might respond to the fact that the table's turned. Literally, the table has been turned. <laughs> the table has been turned. Table but I'm, turned, I'm dealing yes. with it. I, you know, you I wondered this. Yeah. Like, it's all that. To you I got now. my nap. Okay, it's all right. I, I wondered the we're, same we're thing. Still in actually, the same order here. So, yeah, we all found our our spots. And I, admittedly, I asked Shane when I walked in because he's the only one sitting at the table. Where do we all go? Essentially, and he was like, "Yeah, I think you're over there." And I just gravitated to this spot. But no, it's like well, when you're in like you know junior high or something, you you pick a seat. On the first or second day, that's your just, goddamn that's seat. That's your seat yeah. the rest yeah. of the year. Yeah, if you're going to be the wise ass in the back of the room who says, "What was the old, old like?" It was like a spade bit. It was like I was never the guy, but I was like the guy behind oh, the no, guy. What? No, it was, or was it um, was it Bill Higgs? Oh, it was, no, you, it was Bill Mark. Did you just say actually. Bill Davis? Oh, it was like I was never the guy who threw the clay. I was the the guy who said to the guy who threw the clay. Oh, uh, that what? just makes me like that joke what? worse. Why don't you go ahead and throw that clay? <laughs> I think it'll make you very popular. Yeah. He was not political back then. He, he did jokes about like pretzels. Yeah, that was times of change. <laughs> anyway. uh, pretzel jokes. But yeah, no, it looks good in here, Mark. Thanks, fine, guys. fine work. All right, now that, that that's been established, I'm Shane. I'm Ryan. I'm Kevin. Somebody I'm likes it. Oh shit, Mark! Did I just step on your line? <laughs> you stepped on my name. Oh, sorry, <laughs> dude. Why don't you just say your name one more time, and you can edit that in. <laughs> and I'm Mark. <laughs> this is somebody likes it. that we had kicked around doing and we haven't uh, quite gotten to a little place where we'll share this yet is taking a sidestep out of what we usually do and maybe doing a shorter like in between show on music related movies and we talked about we thought well eventually you guys have already seen Straight Outta Compton Mark and I are gonna have you already seen it? No. Okay so Mark and I will take a bullet on that uh, pun intended sooner (laughs) sooner than later and then we'll and hopefully while that movie's still out, we'll talk. About I was gonna it. say you need to catch up, dude, because like yeah, we'll do yeah. it this week. But this is but what got what I got thinking about. What I, the reason I'm bringing it up is I there's another one that I think actually might be more compelling, and that is the new Hank Williams Senior biopic that is coming out. Oh, I have not heard of this. Yeah, I don't know anything about this. Yeah, well, he's dead. I'm aware of that. Yeah, I think he. Yeah. I think he's talking about the movie itself. Oh, okay, all right. Is it, what was it? Somebody happened. Something happened. That's the uh, the <laughs> Kennedy assassination. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, bits from twenty years ago. Anyway, uh, thirty maybe. But um, 
But yeah, so I think maybe that's one we should noodle with too if we can get to it. I don't know how how limited or full that release is, but it should be coming out soon. I think that's a great idea, and we will dot, 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 get back to you on that. Cool. When and if it shows back up. Your album is this week. Yeah, now, contrary to popular belief, I didn't actually record this album. I've just, oh, I'm sorry. I just listened to it. I chose um, a record that seemed to be omnipresent circa 2002, 2003. Three. I think yeah. it really hit over um, here. The do- uh, doves, the last broadcast. Well, it's not the doves. No, it's, it's no. I, I corrected. It's it's doves. Doves. Yeah. Doves. <laughs> doves. <laughs> doves <man>. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, and this was this was an album that when it came out uh, seemed to be all over the place right away, and it also was one that um, I remember at the time like was really making the like it sounds like a festival circuit album. And it made a lot of the festivals, including I think they were here for ACL that year. Mm. Um, I'm not sure, but the, they were in Austin. I uh, saw them that or, S- in, or South by. I think I saw them in oh four oh three. That was the infamous show that I think I've mentioned. And not infamous to you guys, you to me, like to me and Lars. When, no, we weren't blackout drunk. The we were eye show. What the one eye show? We were one eye in it. Yeah, I had to hold up one hand in front of oh, one God. eye so to keep them from separating. Where into, did they play? Uh, La Zona Rosa. Yeah, see, there I, were about 2,000 people there. Yeah, I yeah. think I was going to go to that show, and I ended up not doing it. I thought maybe I did, but I was conflating it. Oh, I'm like, that's the best thought, story I've ever heard. Dude, I think I, I might have gone to that show, but now I'm pretty sure I didn't go to that show. Well, in your I, version I, I of it is, you saw it through talking. one eye. Uh, well, what I was going to say is I thought for sure that I actually went to that show, but I conflated it with Las Vegas, who I saw at Emos, which was kind of a similar-sounding band. Kind of. Kind of, kind of. Okay, yeah. We'll get there. Given that they're both English bands, well, Well, Las Vegas is Scottish, but oh, okay. Well, UK. UK. At any rate, so yeah. So these guys were everywhere at a time when I had not been in. I'd been in Austin for two or three years at that at that point, but um, but when the city was still reasonably new to me, and uh, and I remember at the time, like I was like. You know, there were certain elements of this record that I thought were pretty compelling, but I, for whatever reason, never bought it. Like, I just never did. You bought it for me. That's like, probably what it was. You yeah. gave it to me for, like, my birthday or something. And I listened to it a couple times, and then it kind of got lost in, like, the flotsam and jetsam in my backseat. Well, there you go. I think that's a good, uh, both of what, I think that's a, a good, like, not analogy of, of, of this band in general, but that's sort of my experience, too. I just want to interject just for a second. I, the record that came up before this, Lost Souls, is one of my favorite records ever. Darker. I, it's darker. It's yeah. got, this This is pretty dark, though, but, um, and I, I love this album. By the way, but I it, I missed it. There were a couple of singles off it that I knew um, that I loved a lot. But yeah, sure. just for and I went and saw them at a sold out show and all this stuff. But I just never I, I never know, bought the record or listened to it. I wonder if this encapsulates your experience. I expected this band like this record sounds complete enough to me that I thought that every ensuing release. That these guys were going to continue was going to go build, up and up and up, and they were going to continue to build on their material. And I was like, if I don't catch it all right now, who cares? Because they'll be back here in two years with more great shit, and then I'll get to hear this again. It's anyway. exactly what I thought. Like, um, yeah. You know what? Why don't we listen to a song? Because I I, I want to delve into what you just said because sure. I want to com- compare uh, their careers with another band. And when we come back, we'll we'll talk about that just a little okay, bit. Okay, so. let's uh, let's start with. Um, 
really the biggest single was There Goes the Fear. Well, that's the one that I, I recognized. Okay, but, yeah, like, let's yeah. do that. Yeah, that was There Goes the Fear, which was their biggest, bi- biggest UK, UK hit. Right? And here, too. Um, it's actually not one of my favorite songs on this album, but I think there's not a bad song on this album. Oh, I dig this song. I don't think so either. Um, yeah, I mean, I like it just fine, but there's some stuff that is just... It's, it's, an, it's very ambitious, and they nail the ambition a lot. What I want to talk about for a second is... Um, kind of contrast their careers with another band that came from the UK. Um, this album was released in April of 2002, uh, went straight to number one on the UK charts, never did anything better in the States. They never charted higher than 83. Um, That's really interesting. Yeah, I know, it is. And I and I wouldn't have thought that if you'd asked I don't me recall before. ever hearing them on the radio. I, 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 I hear, heard like music geek friends talk about them, but... They were, uh, they were on sort of... Ha- heavy rotation on certain radio stations but yeah they didn't get that much radio play and that's one of the things that's most interesting because well back up for just one second so uh, in so au- who's the other band you're contrasting is it Coldplay Coldplay in, yeah. au- in August no of, I can see that in, in August of that same year Coldplay put out A Rush of Blood to the Head which is another um, it's a pretty ambitious record well, they uh, have a lot in common with each other just sort of they do musically uh, right and, and if I was in um Doves, I'd probably fucking hate Coldplay. That, see, that's what that's what I was saying. That's what I was I was thinking. Do you, th- do you think that they envy their career just a little bit? That Russia Blood to the Head went to number one, number. I'm sorry, went to number five on the U- on the U.S. charts. Of course, it went to number one on the U.K. charts. Um, Chris Martin is is a much better singer, but I mean, his voice is not for everybody. Well, they're, they're similar, um, but this guy can't sing as well. No, but. So I so I was trying so I was trying to think and I and, and actually the, I remember a couple of years ago thinking about this what was it that made their careers just diverge so I'm sure it was just Gwyneth Paltrow Well I I don't yes probably so um she broke up the band marriage uh I, but um they like conscious uncoupled. She consciously uncoupled. <laughs> Un- uncoupled the two bands from each other. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, Coldplay. I mean, they they had two things. Um, they had uh, Yellow, but I mean, Yellow was. I mean, they came out of nowhere when that song was a huge hit, um, just a couple of years before. And then they had Clocks, which was the monster hit that made a Rush of Blood to the Head. Made that song made Coldplay, not Yellow. Clocks sure. did. Right. But the, there are songs on. On this album, this Doves album, the last or Doves album, the last broadcast, 
uh, like pounding. That song is just as good of a single as Clocks. Couldn't it's, agree with you more. It's one of the, it is a fucking so, home well, run. Here's the thing: this is on a indie label, though, isn't it? Doves, Astroworks, Astroworks at the time was distributed by a major, and I don't. I, well, which one came out first? Who, who had the Doves. first? They they came out by by four months. They came out in the end of April, like April 26th of 2002, yeah. and then Coldplay came out in August of 2002. There's a, there's a thing like with uh, like films, if, if there are two films in production that um, are racing to get released one before the other, and they're really similar, like, like the, the Truman Capote movies. The first, the first one. The right. first one wins. So, and here's another thing I was thinking. I was like, well, there's a lot of long songs on this record. But go look at I went in I compared that too. If you go look at the at the running times of, of the songs on Rush of Blood to the Head, I think eight out of the ten songs are five minutes plus. So it's not that. I mean, this is a more complex album sure. for sure. But that Coldplay album, there's some dark. They they kind of you know we're looking at this in hindsight and retrospect, but they 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 kind of changed popular music more toward this like not morose British idea, but. To me, Coldplay writes songs that were designed to be played in soccer stadiums. But now they do. Now they do. Those first two that, records are a lot different. That's a fair counterpoint, I think, with with regard to that other band, for sure. With, with well, as regard to Doves, no, or with Coldplay? regard to Coldplay, yeah, like yeah, I do. Like I think it's easy to like now we look at them through their current lens. Yeah, the wannabe U two like, thing. Sure, sure. I mean, Russia Blood to the Head is 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 not even arguably a louder, more anthemic record uh, than Parachutes. But listen to the, the last broadcast. A lot of these songs are big anthemic Grandiose songs. Grandiose, yeah. The word that. So do you, do you understand where the conf- I'm so confused? No, no. I think that I think like I think that's a really actually easy connection to make. Like I think that's a very natural connection to make. I would. Here's one thing that I that I I want. I find myself wondering, and I don't know. Like I'll just cop to the fact that like I haven't researched this, so I don't really. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but. Um, I wonder if the guys in Doves are older than the guys in Coldplay, and I and I throw the, that out. They are I, well significantly significantly older. Yeah, so that's what that's one of the things that I remember from uh, hearing a super awkward uh, Gwyneth Paltrow uh, interview on Stern, which is everything. Yeah, yeah. Why, yeah. Why, <laughs> why would she go on Howard Stern? Raise it up. Um, I don't. She was. I'm sure she was. I saw her on some PBS thing with Mario Batali, and I was like, oh, yeah, okay, that sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Howard Stern. When they're driving around Spain. Yeah. Yeah. We won't go down. uh, uh, We're not going to sidebar on that. But the guy's, he's a really great interview, and he's like, and his audience is big, and so it's like, sometimes they get puffery in there. Anyway, the point being um, that she talked about the one thing that I remember from her interview, because it was after, like, this was recent enough that it was after her divorce, that she talked about that when. When Coldplay got big, that Chris Martin was like twenty five, like he was really young. That whole band, he was, was really young. They were really, they were young. And they were, they got, they were really big and really young all at the same time. And so you contrast that with Doves, and like you know, these guys came up uh, like originally were a band called Sub Sub. They were, a, they were a dance band. Yeah, and but, it was like a different thing, and they had a number three hit in the UK. Their debut in the 90s. In like, 93. Yeah. 1993. Right. So that's like, what, nine years before the last broadcast comes out. Sure. I think one of the most interesting things about this band, and I, it's the, I remember the first time I heard Last Souls, I was actually about to go on tour, and I was in a rec- I just played an in-store here in Austin, 
at the dearly departed 33 degrees i was packing my shit up and um and the guy is playing this amazing album and i was and i, I hear about three songs and i'm like holy shit who the fuck is this and he's like doves and so i buy it on the spot and it becomes like the soundtrack of that tour and stuff but he told me he's like yeah dude this band weren't even a band until a couple of years ago. They were DJs, and their studio caught on fire, and it burned, and it melted all their records. I read that, about that today, yeah. yeah. And they just were like, well, you could either pack it in or just yeah. start anew. Well, and, what, and the funny thing to me is, like, literally the physical act of all their shit burning down, they just, just that's when they decided to, uh, and to your, to, to, like, what you... To your point, like decided to change their sound, Just pick up like, instruments and well, rise but, from the ashes like a phoenix. But yeah. that's the thing that, that that's the thing that made me have to buy this record because if if the rest of it was as any it was as good as what he was playing in the store that day, I was like, this that's that that makes it it makes me hate them because you don't go from being DJ to writing some of. This incredible the best music songs of your generation, so, yeah, like that doesn't happen. You're not allowed to do that, and and, and so that's that's Be successful at both you dicks. <laughs> that's maybe maybe like um, maybe I should have a little Schadenfreude, but because they did their their career didn't achieve the apex that I thought it would, but I don't. I, um, anyway, yeah, I just no, it was it was just really interesting. Like I just thought that like i didn't know until i started digging into the background that the that that fire had happened and that they had well and the other thing was is like you hear them like or if you read about or catch an interview from that time them talking about this record one of the things that they say is like we came into it with a lot of confidence and i was like that's well, really interesting you can see that or like, hear that yeah for sure you can you can like, hear it i mean yeah but you can't understand why all right so uh so Producer Mark, I have questions for you, but we'll sidebar those for a minute. And let's, uh, should we jump into another track? Sure. Um, Can we listen to Pounding? Yeah, yeah. Since we were talking about Yeah, that's the next one that I've got. I think that this song, I've loved it for a long time, and I was listening to it over and over and over again, listening to this record, just like, God, this is, it's a perfect, like, big, not to overuse this word, anthemic pop song. It's just, it's great. It's lovely. It's a giant crescendo. Rather than driving beat, which is not as compelling a, a title, but no, it's also not that li- literal. <laughs> yeah, maybe a little more literal. Yeah, yeah. while we were in the break listening to it, I was like, 
pounding. <laughs> yeah, which it's, is, it's a rather unfortunate title in in the, in the states, at least. Yeah, you like how cosmopolitan I was when I I just called it the states. The states, you did. Yeah, yeah, like you don't like you're not like England. you're an expat. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so so I I teased before uh, before we went into the song that uh, producer Mark and I have known each other a long time, not as long as Ryan and I, but a long time. And that would it, be weird. It would be I'm weird. If, like he was still. he was yeah. like in the delivery so, room and met someday. me before but, you did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Supplies. Anyway, um, he was just inventorying. But yeah. anyway, uh, the, <laughs> check one baby. Yes, exactly. <laughs> no, so the so the question I have is like, Mark, I feel like it was our like a lot of our mutual nerdery, like our mutual friend group that were big fans of this record when it came out. And and I my it's question to my community folks wasn't it back well, in the day yeah sure yeah. like yeah my question is like do you remember any of that like does does no. any of that like I mean not like do you remember do you remember what that time was like uh, I, I, I just mean like do you do you have any recollection of like sort of I felt like like this kind of blotted out the sun for just a little while this record did. I think I was completely oblivious to it. Okay, that's interesting. And, well, and, and that's and I, that's the I, interesting I'm sorry thing that I was. No, I mean, well. you know, I I didn't hear I didn't hear really uh, anything about Doves until 2005, 2006, and that was past there. When I say, I mean, this know? album came out in 2002, and this is another thing. Like when you were saying at the beginning of the show, um, you know, it was hitting in 2002, 2003. When I really remember listening to it was about a year after that, which shows a lot. Um, about the trajectory of how they were treated with radio. That's another thing too. Like uh, that has to have have been a big reason why they they didn't succeed as well as Coldplay did. Is their radio department dropped the ball? Well, dropped I the mean, ball. Think- but like their songs are a little more. And I don't want to say busy because it has a negative connotation. But there's more going on than no, a typical Coldplay song. Well, right. But but but. And- but go ahead. I'm just saying in relation to that. So we're talking about a single. Like there are there are at least two. Just ball out of the ballpark singles on this, and and that song we just listened to, pounding. I mean, that's not. There's when you say busy, I know what you mean. It, they're ambitious. There, there's a lot. Yeah. There's sprawling. There's a lot a going bit. on. There's yeah. a lot going on, which makes sense. But if you're letting that album live or die just on merits of the album, but like that song as a single is as good as any single, or as big, potentially as big as any single that Coldplay or anybody from you know, British from that period or anywhere maybe from that period of time. I mean, well, it, and it probably is like their their radio department kind of dropping the ball. I know for a fact. I don't that, think they even released that, that song in that the states. A lot of those guys, a lot of like radio departments of your you know um, mid-sized indies to you know um, to majors, like they go out and they schmooze program directors. Like they go out and take them out to dinner. I mean, there's no rules against it. They well, can't pay them to play the thing, but they go out and. You know, buy him drinks. And I know and I'm not the only one that's worked in radio here, and <coughs> it's it's not like you you only get a few records a week from from companies. On that's true. Really, you get, to listen well, to, but so. I, what I will say about that, well, with more volume becomes more clarity. Like, there's a lot of shit for every good thing, mm-hmm. a lot of shit, and so what what I can only imagine is is like if you are the if you're somebody who is like sort of the gatekeeper, and a lot of this stuff is coming in. And you're trying to determine, I don't know, whether something gets radio airplay or whether whether they get booked for a festival or whatever. Um, if you hear if you hear twenty bad 
bad bands that are vying for the same thing and then something that seems present and you know steady and with purpose and inspired like that's i feel like it, you you would be like the man wandering in the desert like that finds like it, a tiny bit of water yeah oh yeah i've been chasing uk bands that sound like this for a long time and it's easy for me to run into them there's always a somewhat well, of a for a, a little while there was uh there was like a, a kind of unofficial competition going on for like who was going to be the next Radiohead, and Coldplay was definitely in the conversation uh there was a band called elbow um but you know i think there was uh, travis Dove, travis even though, even definitely though that, that was shiny and yeah that means like this band would is the closest in a lot of I ways i think yeah they sound they sound like if uh cold and you know um you know uh mid-period Radiohead or Radiohead when they started getting good, uh, OK Computer Area Radiohead, like, had a baby, you know, and kind of rocked a little more. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> I just wanted to see where you were going to – did you I just say kind of rocked a little? I have seen Ryan's analysis. Rocked a little. Well, 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 I mean, like, a Coldplay, it's like – this to me sounds a lot like if Coldplay just learned how to rock more. Um, but it definitely is – it's dark. Certainly influenced by Radiohead. Um, Who wasn't though at that point? If you if no, you, I mean, if, if you, you were had English and you had guitars and yeah. and you wanted to play something that wasn't like you were in a like a ska band, like and if your studio melted down. <clears throat> well, and one thing that I, yes. one thing that I will say is like, so it seems like there's a pretty common refrain that where where the, and Shane you alluded to this where the first record was pretty dark that. They made a conscious effort, confidently, but they made a conscious effort uh, to kind of flip the script with this one and write things that were intentionally more uplifting. But you can still hear some, in my opinion, you can still hear some of the dark places. Oh, I think it's pretty dark. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah but there are moments of whimsy. Well, I don't, I don't necessarily know even the, the whimsy or what we're talking about. Like, they just, the, I think that some of the, my opinion is that some of the anthemic stuff comes from this like sort of like rising against the darkness type idea like star like, wars oh yes exactly Just like, like star wars <laughs> it sounds the same to me <laughs> why we're talking about whimsy right out of my mouth i, yeah. I figured so yeah, yeah. I, I figured that's where you were going why we're talking about whimsy um let's play some intermission music uh this Ryan. is this is definitely whimsical i do have this week yes i know all right so and, let, and the the song i've got is Maybe could be interpreted as whimsical. Whimsical? Well, okay, yeah. we'll do a few minutes with. Welcome back from whimsical <laughs> theme music for a few minutes with. <laughs> and this week... You're welcome. Yes, uh... This week, a few minutes is with Dandy Warhols. Uh, oh, specifically well, Bohemian, like you. Yeah, that's 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 relatively whimsical. Yeah, I'd say it's whimsical, uh, and I'll get into my thoughts on it. I I love this video so much, but I don't want to. I don't want to get. You know, too much I away. think I saw this video like twenty years ago or something. Like, it, well, it, it, I this is why I brought out uh, ye merry old Wikipedia. Uh, it was released in two thousand, so fifteen years ago. Okay, well. It's on the uh, closer to 20 years in than it is on five years. That is true. <laughs> Just pointing that out for everyone. <clears throat> Math. <laughs> Thank you, Chevy Chase. Do we want to watch Gerald Ford? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so what do you, do you, Ryan, are you, 
we saw the Dandy Warhols live once. We and did. I, and and I, we can talk about this on the other side. I'm pretty sure I, you're going to want to, even though it's going to embarrass me. Well, there's one thing I remember about it more than any other. I know. Yeah. Anyhow. I it about, think it doesn't have to do with him covering one eye. Does not have to do anything to do with covering one eye. I wanted both eyes wide open. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, now I want to know. Well, <laughs> why don't we first listen to Bohemian Like You uh, by the Dandy Warhols. Two things, really. One, I highly enjoy the Dandy Warhols. Like I just always have. Like we've, it's just never come up. But I just enjoy the shit. Out I don't of know guys. how they're not giant popular. I it's know. another. It's like, another band that, like, along the same lines as Doves. Like, how did this? How is this band not selling out? Why stadiums? doesn't the entire world have my musical taste? Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, but the well, funny, and there's that's a full show. Have you guys ever <laughs> seen the movie Dig? I have. I have. I only know, like, I've, I've only seen the previews That's for it. That's the, the Danny Warhols versus Brian Jonestown Massacre. Which I, it, which I still and, want and to And you spent some time with Anton. I you? did spend some time with Anton. That's a whole other story. Um, it's the best rock documentary, hands down. I don't care what people Highly say about entertaining. that. Highly entertaining. Well, shit just that from Scorsese the outtakes, did. like, are crazy. It's insanity. Can I say one thing really quick? I've always loved the Danny Warhols. Great, great, great pop writers. I lived in Portland right around the time... And they're from Portland, Oregon. Uh, right around the time that this video, oh, they were considered uncool there, weren't they? People hated them. Yeah, and I yeah. remember like, what? Why are you being so like too? That's too like if school? Austin turned on Spoon or something similar. Yeah, but you know the thing is, is that I think that things have kind of turned around for the Dandy Warhols in that I mean now they're sort of like elder statesmen. I think at the time, like, I think you know, uh, Courtney, Courtney, Courtney. That's a bad gig, by the way. Courtney Taylor, Taylor, <laughs> Courtney Taylor, Taylor was. He's a very attractive man and um i think that that probably had a lot to do oh he was like too good looking to be famous yeah okay well so here's that was i made my first point my second point is that and this sort of ties in sort of directly ties into the video which is that uh you win karaoke not on your voice but on style points and that whole video is a style testament to style points. So <laughs> he, he, here's another thing that I just want to point out because I was there, like, living there in, at this period of time, probably when this video was being shot. Um, I love the fact that they the whole video was, was karaoke 
um, because that was like the big activity. That's what you did on weekends with like everybody. Like that's so Portland was pretty much like Fort Wayne, wouldn't you say, Ryan? Different kind of karaoke. <laughs> People in Fort yeah, Wayne yeah. thought they were going to get discovered. <laughs> People in this video were just like trashed and having a blast. And, and oh spraying banaka into their mouth before they started making out with people that yeah. they didn't show up with. Well, and you yeah. know, the only thing that I could think was like while I was watching all this was like they had to shoot so much more footage of all that crazy shit in order to cut it the way they cut oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's oh, funny. there's probably all kinds of great stuff on the cutting floor. Yeah, yeah. The out, the outtakes of the disaster part of that karaoke video are amazing. But but tell people, like, what it is for those who haven't seen it yet um, but should. So it's the band playing in, like, what looks like a living room or something, um, but everybody doing karaoke it's not a living room. Like kind of an underground bar. It's a bar. Yeah. Okay, underground bar. They all look like um, underground bars, dude. Well, yeah. Because there's the, the naked bartender. Yeah, and there's uh, alternate shots of like um, an either clothed or naked woman working on a car. Um, oh, yeah. It starts out with people before they get to the bar that are like sitting outside of a house. Yeah, and, well, you've got a great car working on the card, uh, dude. Which, by the way, for the longest time, I thought it was, you've got a credit card. <laughs> yeah, I swear, it was my uh, excuse me while I kiss this guy moment. Um, now you're making I was my... very thankful to have all the lyrics on the video. <laughs> no, it's, that's so helpful. And like the, the video watching itself, you can karaoke to since you have the lyrics. It's very helpful. Yeah, you don't have to like create your own. It's a but little yeah, bit of a self-help thing. Yeah, but it's basically, you know, the song's kind of about, like, this sort of, I don't know, crazy off-the-grid lifestyle that people do where they get fucked up and they work service industry jobs and, and just kind of have fun and sleep around. Yeah, that's not, it's not off-the-grid. It's called your 20s, dude. Exactly. <laughs> I don't yeah. understand where that off-the-grid Well, I just from. mean it's off... It's very prevalent. Like, out of... Uh, or your 40s of, in the case of you two guys. Uh, thanks for the that. <laughs> He's kidding, mom. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, but mo like the the vast uh, majority of the video is taken up with people, like random people on the mic singing portions of the song, who are very obviously not in the band. Also, some of them closed, some of them not. Some of them making out with people, some of them not. Yes, yeah. that's a succinct summation of that video. Good job. Yeah. I want to know why sing, sing us how this video is on the internet and not on like an FCC regulated. Uh, broadcast show why we didn't get to see any any of that. Oh yeah, well, well I think YouTube has like you know corporate man policies about Project that kind of thing. But no, they're not. They're not certainly um, forbidden by law from showing up. But yeah, like that's well, why. Goodness gracious! Yeah, there's there's apparently in the way, the uncensored version there's there's a uh, female nippleage and uh, full male frontal nudity. There so. was so you saw it. You saw no, me? but I read about it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've seen this version. Yeah, um, so did we. We just all watched that, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, I watched it before right oh, now. Okay. Also, <laughs> never mind. All uh, right, let's keep on podcasting. We'll get back into it. Uh, we're ready to get back to doves. Let's do the doves, not the doves. Just the doves. Just doves. Let's do some doves. Do doves. <laughs> Talking about the doves. Uh, doves. Doves. Damn it. God. Get it yeah. together, Apologies man. to the doves who have nothing to do with tonight's podcast. But anyway. Uh, Lovely birds, though. Yeah. Well, sure. 
<laughs> all of them that pieced whatever. Anyway, so uh, so I did think it was really interesting that there's a there's an, there was an Austin Chronicle an effusive Austin Chronicle review of this record uh, that's not online anymore. At the very least, it's not the URL that it used to be. But what subsists is a synopsis of like the highlight of what they wrote. Whoever wrote it, that's the other Raul. thing. Like, was Raul? Mm-hmm. Okay. I remember uh, that review very well. Okay. I remember the first day I read that review. There you go. Shane with the faraway gaze in his eyes. Uh, yeah, so, so Raul said um, he called this record a stunner and infectious melancholy, absol- uh, ultimately euphoric barrage of sound wrapped in a sheeting of guitars and subtle effects that coalesce around frontman Jimmy Goodwin's plaintive voice and brothers Jez and Andy Williams' Lovely, pounding, relentless vibe that echoes with hints of northern soul and ter- terrifically big beats. How's that for hyperbole? Or oh, is I it hyperbole? Know if it's hyperbole. It's I don't know. Pretty, it's like, pretty it, accurate. I don't know about this northern soul thing. Is he talking about northern England? I, no, I think. He, I think. I think that he's talking somewhat. Uh, I mean, yeah, somewhat. But remember the uh, the Verve album, Northern Soul. Uh, uh, but yeah, there yeah. is an idea. It's not like like white boy soul. It's a different thing. It's a different different idea. Yeah, I, I just idea. wasn't familiar with that term. Idiom? That well, idiom, thank you. And all I have is a snippet, so I don't have context. But I was uh, like, there's a lot of like there's a lot of praise in that packed in that couple of couplets. That that couple of couplets? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess that would be four four sentences. Can you say that like can you <laughs> say that like four times fast? Couple of couplets, couple of <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, okay. but the point Let's is not. is like yeah, point is is like riveting. that is frankly like I I picked it because it was uh it was a snippet of something that was written locally, but also like it's kind of an example of a little bit of the over the top thing that happened. Like the people well, who really connected with the critic record. who is also the music editor of the Austin Chronicle Raul Hernandez tends to do a lot of flowery prose. He speaks. Um, he's, he speaks. That, that I, w- I wouldn't say that th- that's hyperbolic. I would say it's more. He's writing superlatives. Okay. Yeah. Grand flourishes. Yeah. Well, and, as it were, and, and that's sort of appropriate for this record. Like we use this, the term a lot on this podcast, swinging for the fences, and this whole record kind of is, but in a different way than. We normally use it where we talk about little tight pop songs. I'm I'm glad that you made the, the a defining line between that because no, that's not. I mean, there, a lot of the there are while there are like home run singles on it. Um, it's a it's a massive album. It's ambitious. It's more like they wanted to create a classic record, but it's dark and, and it's an LP, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean that's a great way to put it. Like a classic record emphasis on record. Like like Radiohead had thrown down the gauntlet with OK Computer, mm-hmm. and Everybody else in England was like, "Oh fuck, man!" You know. One of the things that I that I will say about this record that I think is kind of interesting is like I feel like there aren't like so I've been reading a lot about sort of the resurgence of vinyl, and I think that that's a potentially interesting thing, and we won't sidebar on that whole deal. But but I do think that the difference between listening to records as a cohesive entire volume of work. And as a uh, getting as, up from your a, your beanbag chair to flip the thing over in the middle of it. Well, no, not necessarily that, but I mean, like the difference between that and like I love how you I, just put a beanbag chair in everybody's house that has a record player. Right. By the way, <laughs> well, right. exactly. That's, that was fairly ubiquitous. A long time ago, <laughs> yeah. at one era of of vinyl. Right, it's the stringing together. 
it's, well, it's it's, not, it's it's the difference between it's a like, cohesive work. It's a, yeah, it's the difference between uh, whatever uh, a novel and a short story. Like we're not like the difference between looking at an album as a as an overall piece of work and and just and picking singles. And I think that there are one of the interesting things about this album. I think is that there are there are interludes, like there are musical interludes. Well, the first song like, on the thing is called intro and that's all it is <laughs> right. yeah. i mean it's called intro that's all it's meant to be well yeah well and and that's certainly true um one of the things that like as as interludes go that i thought was particularly interesting was uh was the track m62 which is like essentially a reinterpretation of a king crimson track and it was right rec- i saw that and it was recorded Apparently, outside under uh, an overpass from that highway, like On the M sixty two. Yeah, really. Yeah. Do you know any more of that? I number and one. It's, and it and it like and it doesn't sound like every like the things that surround it. And let so me, I, I let like, me just state for the record, real quick. Um, I don't know that I've ever heard a King Crimson song, and I don't know any. Yeah, I've and, heard that name, but having read much about King Crimson. I'm pretty sure I'm going to try to keep it that way for the rest of my life. <laughs> well, it's not a just that... wait until the next uh, producer mark. Oh, oh, see, yeah, but so is King? <laughs> let me just ask for those who are more in the know: Is King Crimson kind of in like the Frank Zappa? No, like, I think they're, no. they're more like prog rock, like the Anderson, yeah. Bruford, Wakeman, how like like fantasy things oh. in a little bit, and like Rob, is it dragons Robert, and fairies and Robert Fripp is sort of like a you know bass guitars with with. 24 strings, that type of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, that sounds awful. Yeah. <laughs> it, anyway, point is, is like, this is not necessarily, uh, uh, make it a referendum on King Crimson if you like, but they chose to sort of reinterpret a King Crimson song under an overpass uh, and then call it the name of that overpass. And so I think we ought to, like, let's just, just jump right into it. Yeah, let's do that. Let's, yeah, let's I, do I'll, it. I'll, sorry to interject, but I'm pretty sure Slater Kinney is named for an off friend. They are. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, kinship there. There you go. tell you if uh king crimson songs sound like that um i've been you're you're turning right around spinning my wheels for a little while but i'm pretty <laughs> sure they don't don't they have an album called like hall of the mountain king i don't know if there's an album but there definitely is a song yeah, yeah okay well that's all you need to know if you're me 
about whether if, or not you want to listen. If you want to listen, key part of that, so. right? That's all you need to know. If you're me, I mean, it's not going to come from me, and probably not Kevin, but you might be daring Mark to make a move the next time he's not, in the. There's, there's he, definitely an itch that's been. He got dared <laughs> just right then. <laughs> But you know, I don't care about that shit. I mean, me of all people, like, bring it on. Yeah, like, you're a little bit of a sadomasochist. Uh, it just makes it's fun. Yeah, um, that's what scars are things to talk about later. Look, all I'm saying is that <laughs> man, I heard a Bon Jovi song the other day, and it just took me right back to the experience. <laughs> hey, and can I, I, I wanted to hurt someone? Can I say something? Shane, actually, I wanted to hurt Shane. <laughs> Thank you. I'm honored. Um, I, I just want to say one thing real quick, and and that's just off of, off of this record. But I've noticed that um, when I've heard songs by acts we've discussed on the show, even by some that I didn't like that much, I appreciate them more now. I heard a, a Bob Dylan song on the radio the other day that I did not like on uh, Blood on the Tracks, and but I understood it more having listened to it too. I think that's a, actually a really great point that you bring up. Like that's the, we get to sort of listen to these things with a different ear. I think we, it like changes your brain a little bit to actually like go in. Did, didn't you tell me you were in the grocery store one day and that, that crappy song that we take the snippet from, um, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, shine, shine, shine. Yeah, collective and you soul. were like just waiting. Yeah, wait, wait, that collective soul song, just waiting for that little part. Yeah, yeah. I don't. By the way, I didn't appreciate that <laughs> any more than did, I ever did. Did you? Did you? Uh, did you holler it out when you're like you had the you doing the shopping cart dance and the? Aisle it probably and, depends uh, on how drunk I was at the time in the store, but I at least did in my head while I was waiting for it. I, I definitely did when I was in the car with Joel one day. <laughs> when he came on the radio. <laughs> Do that for his birthday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just give him a collective soul themed birthday party. Right, That's what every uh, nine year old wants. I'm not exactly <laughs> sure what like, that theme is. Let's let's uh, let's call it uh, squash your dreams at nine. Uh, <laughs> so, so. <laughs> uh, what, what are you guys' uh, opinion of the song? Other than. Which song? The collective well, no, soul I, song I, I that think, we just listened I mean, to? Yeah, that's no, why I said. Yeah, Shane, Shane was I was on saying that. if like, that song is any indication of what I'm supposed to be expecting when I listen to King Crimson, then I'm going to have to reevaluate my opinion on well, that. And what I will say, like these guys, and like clearly this is a well-produced record, but however they set it up, the way that they put it out there to the public is that that song was recorded under an overpass on M62. There's definitely at least some some background noise from that. I mean, it's pretty cool that they yeah. did that. I don't think sitting underneath an over- overpass on the M62, you're going to get really kind well, of and for, well, nobody, and nobody thought he was like audio. screaming into a tape recorder. Well, for whatever <laughs> reason, uh, to me, this is the most Tom Yorkish sounding song on the I record. I can see that. Thom. It's pardon me. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> austere. Yeah. Um, it's it's um, it's harrowing almost. Yeah, well, a lot of um, a lot of a lot of this record, the vocals kind of sound like Chris Martin light. Oh, and I'm not talking this, about the. No, I'm not talking raw. about this is. I'm not talking about yeah. the the vocals per se. I'm saying the the, the sound of the of the actual songs. Like I, I see what you're yeah. saying vocal vocal wise. This it has an austerity to it that um, OK Computer had, and you, you keep, keep alluding to that, even though. Um, and that makes sense to me, like the overarching well, there were, there dread. Were, okay, so there were a bunch of bands, as I listened to this over the last, well, I guess it's been two weeks that we've been listening to it, um, but definitely Radiohead, definitely um, you know, Coldplay, but also a little bit Oasis, a little bit Dandy, or not Dandy Warhol, sorry, um, uh, Trash Can Sinatra's. Um, 
like there were a bunch of bands that were kind of in that mix. There are, but I gotta say, at the end of the day, my personal feelings on this band and and on this record is they come out finishing it like they break the tape at the finish line. They just sound like doves to me. No, they they do their own thing, but you can definitely hear influences, but they're not derivative, if that makes any sense. No, I mean that's a good, that's a very nice way to put it. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, Okay, so. One thing that I that I uh, I feel like would, is kind of interesting to bring up about this record is the time that it came out and uh, sort of the world that we all lived in when it came out. And I think the song uh, "NY" is maybe like it's not anthemic in that way, like that it's intended to be like sort of a rah rah song for New York. But I do feel like. It's probably not a coincidence that it's on this album. Since it was not that long after 9-11, is that what you're getting at? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, it, I mean, at the very least, like, and they, like, they don't approach it from that perspective at all, but I was like, I wonder, like, at the very least, like, it was a, it was a sort of heavy topic that... I do think that song kicks ass. Uh, I don't do, know. do we I, want to listen to four of this one? This time out? I, I'd like to. Sure. Can listen like, to yeah, let's do it. Nothing's left to chance Throwing rocks and paving stones Dancing it as a last Yeah, probably after the like uh, big single, um, this pounding, not pounding. Um, oh, the 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 song, the single that was their big yada, yada, yada 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 yada. Here comes the, the fear. fear. Yeah, here comes the fear. Um, this is the one that really yeah, grabbed yeah, me the yeah. most. Um, and Kevin pointed out that it kind of has the the light or the loud, quiet, loud dynamic going on, which it definitely does. Um, well, and I think that was omnipresent. Uh, among bands that were being noticed at that time. So, for whatever that's worth. Well, like, you know, thank you, Pixies. Exactly. Uh, thank you, Nirvana. And thank you for all the bands that picked up on that mantle and didn't a make lot, it suck. Lots of great bands in between the years 1990 and 1997. Can I, can I share a tiny snippet from Pitchfork about that track, which I think is kind of cool? I wish you would. Uh, NY is exultant in its first verse, all tra- crashing guitars and soaring vocals. The instrumental midsection is one of the band's finest moments cut through with an unobtrusive string section and some surprisingly dynamic interplay, an example of which is, that's my, uh, whatever. Parenthetical. Uh, yes. Uh, let's go while we can, put your finger on the map, who cares where it lands, sings Jazz Williams as the song, gathers steam behind him, it's one of several tracks that makes Last Broadcast a brighter and in some ways more accessible album than its predecessor. I don't know if that's true for you, Shane, but like I do feel like they tried to go to a brighter place. It's a little bit brighter. It's still got a lot of darkness to it. I, I think yeah. I find that Lost Souls is is a 
overall a, a more accessible record just because it has more co- like succinct pop songs. Um, but one thing that, that whoever that reviewer was hit the nail on the head is that there's a lot of instrumental interlude stuff within these songs. They're Sometimes, arranged. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's good. Well, and what he did bring up, which we haven't talked about at all tonight, is any of the lyrical content, which, as anybody who listens to this podcast, and as you guys certainly know, I don't really pay attention to unless it's particularly good or particularly bad. Um, but and I, 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 I do, yeah. I mean, these lyrics are I, great. This is a great record. Well, there's so much to listen to instrumentally that like, I just didn't get around to really paying attention to it that much. Lyrically, they're 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 one of those onion bands. Like the more you peel the onion, the more there is there. You know, rewards repeated listening. Well, certainly, and and it's also one of these deals too, where it's like we. I go back to the idea that they approach this record with a lot of confidence, and I think that like they executed it with confidence, and it's kind of like it's fun, even if it's fleeting. Like even if they like even if they don't sustain their trajectory of the. Whatever the Coldplay model or some other model, like it's fun to hear a band at the top of their game for as long as it lasts. Well, and I feel like they were, they were here for sure. I think so. The the album that they put out after this was really good too. But I mean, they they put out put out a bunch of really good records and then just dropped off the map. Well, and they and what I read about that was that like they were just like, well, we kind of decided that we were going to get off the. Put out a record tour. Put out a record tour carousel. The roller coaster. Yeah. Well, and the other thing that we haven't mentioned is that two of these guys are twin brothers, right? Um, yeah, that's gonna make for a and, fucked up dynamic. Well, like, no. So you've got the you know, Jesus Mary Chain. You've got Oasis. These guys, like, it is yeah, a but, fucked up dynamic. Yeah, but those other guys that you just mentioned aren't twin brothers. Not twin brothers. These no. guys are twin brothers. So take that whatever fucked up dynamic they've got. No, that whole have. thing where you finish yeah. each other's sentences. Make it square. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, and maybe literally, in song. What squared or finished? Well, no, no, oh. no. You you finish each other's sentences. sentences. Yeah. Oh, holy shit! That was good. Good. Thank <laughs> you. Oh my goodness. That, that's signifying that we're coming to the end of the show, uh, or to the end of of this segment. Kevin, that was that was great. It was a great. Pick. Yeah. Thanks for picking that, man. That's yeah. A, that's well, a it's really a record that I've wanted to sort of like. I feel like I knew a little bit, but I really wanted to kind of rediscover. So thanks for letting me do that. You were gonna. We're gonna go into the next segment here in a second, but there's one other song you want to listen to, and we're gonna we're gonna play out the show after the next segment with with one we'll have more. an epigram, is it? Epilogue, epi- epilogue, yeah, not an epitaph either. <laughs> epigram, epipen, is that like something <laughs> something somebody writes epi- about you after epi- you're something. dead? Epidermis. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, what was that shit that you like? Like women tried to like shave. Oh yeah, uh, like, and they said it was epilady. Like, not, yeah, epilady. They were, yeah. It was supposed We're to be not wrong with epilady. Yeah. Can we play whatever the next? song Okay. Is? Yeah. So the next song. Uh, so the next. We're, it's your it, pick, right? It is. Uh, in current affair, we're going to listen to uh, "Fool" by Nadine Shaw. That's tomorrow, and that is it for us today, and we will leave you with a... I I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! I'll write it, and we'll do it live! Fucking thing sucks!
So the question I have is like, uh, it appeared that uh, one of the girls from a Robert Palmer video had been kidnapped into that like that video. Did that happen? I don't. Not only that, but um, well, here's my take on it. Um, and I actually like the I like the track. Like I I thought the track was cool, but I was like, where do I know her from? And I was like, oh yeah, I used Susie to see. The Banshees. I saw twelve of you. Well, like, here's what I think. PJ Harvey and Karen O. And Susie Sue. Susie Sue. That's the one that makes me first. And Chrissy Hind had a child who grew up to be a singer. um, Who got a time machine, went back and kidnapped a bunch of deadheads, put them in front of her show, (laughs) and then they all joined a cult. Yeah. Well, sure. As that happens. Yeah. My one thought was that I wouldn't get along with anybody that was in this video. (laughs) I suspect Uh, that might be the case. The dude that's (laughs) that's playing bass is from, and my computer died. Mark, you maybe look this up. He's from a band. The Future? No, the opposite of that. The past. He's much older than her, and you can see this. And he actually has the only funny stuff in the whole video. Like, it cuts away. Like, the video is so. There's like this. I want to sing this off the air. There's there's this whole litany of 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 UK bands that have great songs, but have these like stupid stupid videos that are supposed to be clever and funny in some places, and just aren't. You know, there, there's a fine line between stupid and clever. Well, with a lot of these videos, like there are, uh, and I I'm using the a lot of these uh, grand sweeping gesture, like it's the the disaffected protagonist. Like, the like that sort of a, like the Elastica ideal. Well, like, but the, but the, and so this is why the video doesn't totally bore me is because the song is so so basically the lyrics of the song. She's at a bar and she's being hit on by this guy and she talks about um, she's basically saying like stop talking about Car- our you know Kerouac and Nick Cave, and then that you know like it's annoying and the chorus goes like you know you my sweet are a fool you my sweet are plain and weak, and like. It's like one of these. It's really, um, it's a, it's very acerbic and um, cutting to me, which is why I think they tried to like keep it real stone faced and then have that like stone faced, stupid dance party thing that they do in the middle of it. But the song is great. I mean, like, no, I thought the song was cool. The song is fantastic, and then, but I, I'm just don't know what's going on with the whole dance. Deal like I mean I, I, you've probably been to shows I know you have Shane because you go to the folk festival every year where like they do that weird hippie dance thing and it it just I don't no, know no no this wasn't like a hippie dance. this is like a choreographed thing well at the end of it it was oh yeah people dancing and like this, like I thought I caught it. a glimpse of a hacky sack well it's cool it's a track I didn't know before and uh, Shane thanks for trying yeah the song there. is cool the no, video is it, retarded and I didn't. 
No, well, the videos are fun to pick apart, and I know it's a little retarded, retarded. NPC right now, but um, I I do still enjoy that word, and I'm going to hang on to it as long as I can before you know it it gets before they come to take you away and put you in the special place. Basically, yes. Thank you guys uh, for for listening to that song. Oh, sure. I thought you would you would Ryan that you would like it. the song. Like I, it's, I, no, I totally it, did. It's it. kind of in your wheelhouse, and uh, yeah. Okay, so next week it's my pick, and we will be listening to um, Stevie Wonder "Songs in the Key of Life." Which oh, is. I hear that's good. I hear that he's relatively talented. Yeah, but. Um, I mean, I guess I need to listen to find out for sure. Sure. I'm just going to hire him as my chauffeur. Oh, he's blind. You oh, dick, crap. Shit. It's like we're in like a bad... Si- like, at least for like 30 seconds I, I every wanted show. To, I wanted to like recreate like a Carol Burnett show moment. Um, this whole segment is a sad... <laughs> that, was a, that was a really... Like, like, I almost... I, I, I just, I just want to touch you real quick. Like... You landed that Thanks. one. Thanks, Thanks. Man. For those of, for those of you out there that are, uh, re- remember the Carol Burnett show, that was that was pretty good. Yeah. This right. whole this whole segment is a sad trombone. Yeah. Well, Kevin, are you going to take us out on? Um, yeah. So um, so the 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 upside to well, you love uh, this record so much that well the the upside to talking about a record that had a lot of different uh, songs that. Spoke to me that I think like it seems like we're all like at least remotely on the same page that there were some fun things to share. Uh, there was one key track that we didn't get to, and it was "Caught by the River." So why don't we go out on "Caught by the River"? Sounds good, guys. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Hey, uh, well, I'm Ryan. I'm Shane. I'm Kevin. I'm Mark. So. It was like ba- a backward kind of. Well, like, we're all we're all trying to figure it out because we've never done this before. But here's a little bit more of doves or doves. <laughs> oh, you finally fell into that. I trap. know. Caught by the river. Some, what have you done? You're caught by the river. You're coming up.